0: Welcome to Activations with JJ Ascension School, Part 30. In this episode, we will be talking more about the priestess archetypes, the primordial priestess energies, and the dark feminine. I'm excited to dive into these topics with you, so let's get going. Welcome, dear beautiful souls. Thank you so much. Or gathering with me through your listening of this episode co-creating in that way it's always a pleasure and an honor to be with you and as I record these episodes I absolutely feel you and I'm grateful again for you and for our co-creations together this episode comes to you as I am deep in the energies of the priestess Many of you already know, but if you don't, I work with my friend Amron and co-collaborate in an offering called The Priestess Portal, and she and her friend Amy actually channeled a book called The Priestess Transmissions, and about 10 months ago, we connected and I got to know her and her work and was just literally floored by the power of the book and dove into the first priestess portal in December where I brought through activations from different goddesses and co-created with several women. This spring we are also doing a portal and in this portal there are some themes coming up that I think are applicable to the collective and in particular to those of you who identify with the priestess archetype. And so today I wanna bring up for you some of the themes that I feel coming through. They're going to come through in our portal, which is a three month offering. But I also feel like I can introduce them into your awareness, that you may be able to explore them yourself in any way you feel drawn to do. The first one is the idea of the dark feminine. As we were preparing for this portal, I felt like there were some questions about the dark feminine coming up from other people and also it really just made me think what is the dark feminine and it's interesting how my guides lead me through information most of the time it's not by jumping on the internet as you can probably imagine i'm often led to just sit and ponder to channel through information and this works really well i think that amron and i have a great relationship because what will happen is we'll get together just one-on-one, and we'll want to get some downloads. We'll want to find out some information pertaining to what we're doing with the priestesses. And so what will happen is I'll say, okay, Amran, you ask the questions, and I will bring through whatever comes through, whatever is in alignment for us. And so the other day as we were preparing, she asked me, okay, what's the dark feminine? And so I sat for a while, and, and some of the things that came through – and I mean, when I channel, sometimes there's not a specific being coming through. We have set the intention that the Priestess Portal is overlighted by the presence of Isis predominantly, and so I know that when I'm tapping into information for that that she's always present. But essentially what happened was I truly felt the dark feminine was misunderstood. And some of you also might feel the same way and this might resonate with you. But what came in was the idea that the dark feminine is that part of a woman that she doesn't know very well. The inner part of herself that she has either ran away from or missed or not seen. And it's just a part of her that wants to be seen. And it's definitely not what you can go and read about the dark feminine. Now, I 100% accept everyone else's interpretations of what the dark feminine is because I truly believe that what information is brought through and that you come into contact with or that someone else might come into contact with is what they need for their soul journey. But in my world (laughs) and in this timeline, the dark feminine was different. And as I explored that, the theme of the archetypes came through. One of my favorite transmissions in the book, The Priestess Transmissions, that was channeled by Amy Belair and co-created with Amron, is the transmission number eight. That is the last one, and it covers the topic of priestess archetypes. There are five archetypes in particular that come through in this chapter, and I'll read a little bit more about that actually from the book in a moment. But with regards to the dark feminine, what popped in was spirit was like, listen, the dark feminine are those archetypes which have not yet been turned on, which have not yet been activated within the priestess. And essentially, the, act, the archetypes are already there. The templates are already there. It's just a matter of really tapping into them and awakening to them in this existence, in this embodiment that you have on the planet Earth. And so as I explore that, I realized, yes, that's absolutely true. For me, sometimes I feel like I have a little bit of hesitation or I'm not as familiar with the more embodied physical part, The what's called in in the priestess transmissions, it's called the fire priestess archetype. And that's your sensuality, your magnetism, And I feel like I'm a lot more tapped into the priestess of the ethers, which is the intellect, which probably makes sense to you because I am a channel and I'm a lot thinking and pondering. And so for me, the dark feminine would be the fire archetype or that part of me that I haven't fully accessed or activated sometimes. I want you to think about that as you're considering what the dark feminine is for you. Now, there are absolutely goddesses that help us through the dark feminine, and I have set the intention that for this upcoming priestess portal, we invite them in, we call them in, and we ask them to help us with this exact thing, with activating these archetypes that are quote-unquote dark to us, that have not had light shed upon them. And some of these priestess uh, goddesses that you may be familiar with include Kali Ma, many people are familiar with Kali Ma, as well as the archetype of the crone. I love that archetype. I feel like she's stepping in to help us with some of these things with her wisdom. In addition to that, I also feel Hecate and Sekhmet coming through. And one of the reasons why I'm letting you know what my game plan is as I go into the priestess portal knowing that not everybody who listens to this podcast will obviously be in that offering, but is to invite you to also call them and to help you with parts of you that you have not yet seen, that you have not yet uncovered. You know, a lot of what has been coming through in addition to this dark feminine energy for this upcoming portal is the idea of the inner temple And by all means, this is a theme for many, many people right now in the collective. What we bring through in the portal is a reflection of what's happening in the collective. The inner temple, the holy of holies. This is a place deep within you that many of us have covered and concealed just to protect ourselves. Well, it's really living in an illusion that we are being... You know put on guard and coming into a state of non-duality where we don't have to feel that where we feel safe going into our inner temple where it's not covered with layers of protection against something that's not really there essentially and we're able to access that and it's about raising our vibration or calibrating our vibration i don't always like using the word raising vibration by the way i feel like there's a little bit of hierarchy and judgment in that word So I just say calibrating our vibration because it's really refining that wavelength that you're vibrating at in order to enter through the Holy of Holies. Now I have a lot to say about this in relation to how it's reflected in the Bible because there actually are a lot of stories about it and I think they're symbolic. I think the idea of the Holy of Holies as reflected in was truly a representation of something inside ourselves. All right. now as I mentioned, I want to go ahead and cover some of these priestess archetypes that are in Transmission 8 to see if any of these resonate with you. And I want to make sure that you know that you can absolutely replace the word priestess with priest as I go through these. For those of you who are men or who identify as men and are listening to this, don't think that this does not apply to you. But we are taken through in Transmission 8, the five templates, the five archetypes, starting with the archetype of the priestess of the earth. And here's just a brief excerpt from page 289 of the book. The priestess of the earth, she is a luscious, sensuous, sensual energy. She deeply knows her worthiness and her belonging here specifically. She feels a connection with the earth and how wanted she is. She feels how held and nourished and provisioned she is by this beautiful Pachamama. Her energy centers funnel downward, deep into the earth, in karmic and dharmic connection, accessing the highest frequencies the earth has to offer, and also returning to the earth the highest frequencies she is able to channel as a conductor, as a conduit. That's the end of the quote. As I read that, I wonder what's coming up in you. And I feel the activation of just these words. This book, I've talked about it before in other podcast episodes, just holding the book, just the words and the and the words coming off the page, the energy is so intense. As I even read that, I can feel it coming through. And I am so appreciative of the two beautiful women who, who brought through this book and birthed this book. But... If that one resonates with you, which I'm sure it might with many of you, I'm knowing that you feel that in the very depths of your soul. For some of us, however, who are star seeds and who are very connected to cosmic energies, which is another archetype, this might be one that you want to work on and tap into and awaken inside yourself. All right, I'm going to shift into the next one, which is the priestess archetype of the ethers. And the book says, she is a keeper of the mysteries she is the preserver and guardian of traditions that are not for the average person she can come across as secretive yet the truth is that she is guarded she understands the importance of the work she does and that it must not be diluted by sharing it with those who have not demonstrated a degree of worthiness to hold this information this does not come from a place of superiority rather she understands that some human beings continue to be asleep within the dream And therefore, they do not know how to wield certain powers. They will come to know it, but it is safer to keep it from them until they are ready. End of quote. Ooh, this reminds me of something that's been coming up a lot lately, and this has to do with the veil of forgetting. Now, when you talk about the word asleep, right, or being in the matrix, really, we have agreed to this. Okay, so there are other people out there who might tell you otherwise and that we're being controlled and manipulated and you know th- that might play in in a certain timeline. but in my personal opinion, in the verbiage of empowerment, we've agreed to this and it just as easily can remove or di- or dissolve contracts of forgetting. Now, when we dissolve contracts of forgetting, this is not something to be taken lightly, as was mentioned here. When we desire to access the mysteries and the other vibrations, we're essentially just removing veils. We are remembering things we've already known, things our soul already knows. So the priestess of the ethers understands this is to be done delicately. You do not come in and rip off all the veils all at once. I talk about this is what um, sometimes ayahuasca does this, right? Now, the veils go back after you do ayahuasca, but in the moments of doing plant medicine or any kind of, of that sort of treatment or process, you are removing lots of veils all at once and it's very overwhelming and I I hope that some of you who have gone through that understand the importance of what was just said sometimes those mysteries need to be revealed step by step it's very important for us to walk before we can run and the priestess of the ethers understands that so that is that is that particular archetype shifting into the next archetype this is the priestess of the water and the book says she is a priestess of the dreams of the astral she is deeply deeply psychic and empathic more than any other priestess she functions beyond the realm of words when someone presents themselves to her she requires little to no explanation of their joy their pain their anger she senses it all she welcomes them into her embrace where they can be in the full depth of their experience and feel held as a child desires to feel held in the middle of a meltdown. Her heart is like an infinite ocean. It contains all of the experiences an emotional being can have. End of quote. So again, there's another really, really powerful archetype that serves a purpose, absolutely serves a purpose, and that might resonate with others of you. That's why I'm reading all of these because it'll be interesting to see which resonate with you most. And again, ones that don't, That would be your dark feminine. That would be the parts of you that you are ready to begin to reveal and uncover. And I'll explain to you why in just a moment. I promise you I'm going to bring this full circle. There is a reason why I'm bringing all these archetypes in. It's a fun download that I got regarding all of these archetypes. And this real interesting thing happened, which was like all these puzzle pieces coming together for me. But you're going to have to wait till the end of this episode (laughs) to find out because we still have to get through two more archetypes. And the next archetype is the priestess of fire, okay? And this is the one I mentioned earlier. This is more would be considered in my dark feminine space. She is the priestess of magic, sexuality, magnetism. I think she's mostly associated with the dark feminine, to be completely honest with you. She's one of them that's associated. I think all of these can be dark feminine. Are you not seeing how all of them could be, right? All of them could be. She's the priestess who wears it all on the outside for everyone to see, unabashedly unapologetically in doing so she gives powerful permission her codes and her frequency are those of permission she has a boldness and an elegance that balance each other out she is not doing this for the benefit of others she is reveling in her own sexual sensual dynamic magnetic potent magic she is the flower the bright bold hibiscus that makes no apologies for her beauty she accepts herself as she is She worships herself as the Divine Feminine, as the Goddess in human form. Her codes and her frequency are those of freedom, permission, joy, and delight. All right. as I am reading this, I can already feel that a lot of you do not identify with this particular archetype. And I can almost hear telepathically people going, Ooh, I know her, she's on my Instagram feed. (laughs) A lot of these ones that, that sit in this archetype. They're definitely on Instagram, are they not? Are they the ones that you're like, oh, there she is again, there she is again. And I can feel this, I can feel this so strongly. And it's even coming up in me where I'm like, oh my goodness, that's this person and this person on my Instagram feed. And all of you know who are listening to this, I do not do that. I do not even show my body, right? I don't show myself on my Instagram feed now. And it's very obvious that that's because I identify with the priestess archetype of the ethers because I didn't read this section, but it talks about how she's secretive. (laughs) And I'm like, oh... That's me. Okay. Does that mean I have to all of a sudden start being in the priestess of the fire archetype, you know, on my Instagram? No, no, no. That's not what it means. It just means maybe I need to consider accessing a little bit more of her. And I'll talk about that in a second. Like I said, this big puzzle that's coming together. But I just want you to sit with that priestess of the fire archetype. Now, some of you might be that, and some of you might know people who are that archetype or who have that archetype activated. This is one for you to consider. Is it time for me to explore this part of me that might be a little bit dimmed, might be not accessed yet, okay? Now, we're on our last one. We're on our final priestess archetype that's mentioned in Transmission 8, and this is the archetype of the priestess of the cosmos and of the stars. The book reads, This priestess is coated with an essence that is not native to the earth, yet is a complete complement to the earth. She is a priestess who is on the earth, but not of the earth. Perhaps more than the others, she stands out as being odd, being of a different frequency. But she brings pieces of the puzzle, codes and frequencies that are necessary for the expansion and ascension of humanity. End of quote. Oh my goodness, I'm laughing because I just kept telling you this analogy of the puzzle, and this last one even says it. Is that not a synchronicity? I kid you not. I just grabbed a quote from the book and was not planning ahead of time which part I would read, and it just so happens to be the one about the puzzle pieces. Oh, I love it when that happens. Now, as I was reading that when I said the part about she stands out as being odd, I immediately felt those of you listening either in one of two categories. One was, oh my gosh, that's me, or two was, oh my word, that's my friend so-and-so, Right? I could hear that coming up in your mind so sitting and knowing that frequency now do you understand and see how important it is for us to gather as you listen to all of these archetypes because i know that you could literally say oh that friend is more this one and that friend is more this one and then we've been called together for that because we are now mixing our magic we are now activating each other and this happens in groups i personally used to think that one-on-one settings were the most effective way to activate, okay? I no longer believe that. I do believe there is a place and a time for one-on-one work. I still offer it minimally, but I still offer it. However, my biggest emphasis is in groups because by and large, I have discovered that in group settings, I can bring through and hold a higher frequency depending on the group because obviously we're being selective about the group. But... I can bring through more and I can bring through even bigger like energy and more in-depth information in a group setting than I can all by myself. That's why I'm involved in the priestess portal. That's why I'm doing my sacred initiation journey. That's why I'm doing the Star Mothers course starting in April. All these group things that I'm doing. Please do not discount a group if you feel like you want answers. I have had more people in in more ways get access to answers in groups than I have, you know, just number wise in a one-on-one setting. And the other thing about the groups is in a group setting, I'm not able to speak specifically to you. So you are having to lean on your own intuition and it's very empowering that way. Again, I'm not saying there's no place for one-on-ones. I really do feel like there is. But I'm just saying there are some significant benefits to being in a group setting. All right. if you want to check out any of the groups I'm doing, by the way, you can go to the links that are in the description of this podcast or this video. Moving to the very final topic that you heard me talk about, you might have thought, what does that mean (laughs) when I said these words? Primordial priestess. I want to tell you a little story. A couple of weeks ago, I was in a group setting. I was in basically like a co channeling circle. There were three of us, it was fairly small. And this will show to you how important it is the groups because of the energy you can hold. And I just, we were kind of just going with the flow. I definitely felt priestess energy came through. I felt like there was a big connection to Atlantean priestess energies amongst us. And then all of a sudden, an energy came through that I had tapped into earlier, but it kind of been a fleeting thing. And this energy stepped in and said it was the primordial priestess energy and then proceeded to come in with activations for us. Now, accessing that energy and anytime I have dealt with primordial energy, this feels like Cosmic womb energy, the energy of the void, because the priestess of the void is something else that came up as I was preparing for the priestess portal. And this is really along those same lines. And there's something about the words primordial. Now, sitting down to do this podcast, I knew that I needed to bring in those words. And even just in the words, in the name primordial priestess, there is power. And so I'm not going to go into too much detail because even I cannot express with English words exactly what that means. But what was taught to me as I was preparing to do this podcast episode and sort of studying these materials was the concept that the five, the five archetypes put together are the basis for the Primordial Priestess Archetype and when all five are activated then the Primordial Priestess is activated, okay? So I feel as if over these next few months while I'm in the Priestess Portal and by all means If you do not attend physically, I already got a download that lots of women were gonna be attending, not bought in bodies. In other words, some were gonna be astral projecting to attend, others were from other timelines and dimensions, and were just gonna join us that way. So whoever you are, in whatever way you attend, you are welcome. I wish to co-create with you there. But I knew that that we were going to focus on understanding how to activate those five archetypes with the help of Isis and some of the other goddesses I mentioned in order to get a taste even of this primordial priestess energy, which is being reborn on the planet at this time. And it's essential for the ascension of Gaia, collective ascension, here we are on this planetary ascension, it is essential that we access these energies. The priestess holds things that no one else can hold. And these are keys and mysteries to the ascension journey for both individuals and collectives. And those are the thoughts I'm going to leave you with. I'm going to leave you with those deep thoughts as I sit in my priestess of the ether's intellect and mysteries and offer them to you. So wrapping up here, I just want to drop in with a few upcoming events and offerings just so you're aware of different ways that we can co-create. And not only is this going to be virtual, but I have some in-person events coming up, which I'm really excited about. The first one is obviously going to be this priestess portal. Now we are launching the spring cohort on March 10th, and the doors close officially on March 17th. And I'm just going to just run through exactly what it entails so that you understand, and I'll also put the link below. But this is a 10-week guided activation series, and it is over-lighted by ISIS. I already mentioned that to you. This is an accelerated psychic development and divine feminine leadership for healers, coaches, creatrixes, wayshowers, and guides. In the portal, you will receive live group channeling with myself and Amron, energetic support and etheric bodywork for calibration, integration, and development, live group real-time sessions, Amron's hosted mentorship circle, prayer in motion movement medicine, Focused, guided energy work for body and psyche. Real-time integration work. Q&A Akashic sessions. Those are some of my favorite. I love doing those. We get in a group and then you will ask questions and then we channel. So fun. Okay, powerful group integration. My amazing sister Amron's dynamic mentorship. A soul-connected peer support experience. This is the part about the gathering that I mentioned. A truly sacred sisterhood self-devotionals, and group work, and essentially a dynamic community of inspired women. That is what you will get in this 10-week program. Okay, that's the first offering I want to mention. Now, if you are a man and you are still listening to all of this, thank you, first of all. Um, This all applies to you, as I mentioned. I am very anxious and excited to activate the Wizard and Priest template in the next few months. We're starting with Wizard Activation Workshop which will occur at the tail end of March. You can sign up for that through the link below. I will be co-creating that, and this is an offering just for men. It's the first one I've ever done. And I will be co-leading it with Eseban Wenzelblatt, who is a man, <laughs> who is a shaman, who is a sound healer and a Reiki master and very gifted as well, and a light language channel, all the things that are they're gonna make this incredible. So that's my wizard activation workshop. The in-person events that I have coming up during March include two workshops at the Angel Co-op in Ridgefield, Connecticut. One is a goddess activation workshop for women. The second one is a Lemurian past life regression and healing that's done in a group setting. And lastly, we will be gathering in Manhattan for starseed activation. And my guides told me a lot of grid work for that city. So if you are nearby and you want to help us grid the power and the energy of New York City, you can join us in Manhattan on Sunday, March 19th. All right, as usual, I have all my monthly gatherings. You can find out all the details below. I am so grateful for you. I am so grateful for your willingness to co-create. Thank you so much for being here. I'm sending you lots of love. And I'm reminding you that I am you and you are me and we are we. Until next time.